Throughout the ages, our art, philosophy, and of course, religion, all explored ways for us to share and remind each other of the concept of memento mori. Literally, remember death. One day, you will cease to exist. No matter how hard you cling to life, to legacy, and even to love, your days are absolutely positively numbered. Ashes to ashes and all that shit. Like, like I said in uh, Fight Club, on a long enough timeline, the survival rate for everyone drops to zero. But some people think reminding yourself that you're walking a path with a guaranteed end is a little bit morbid, maybe somewhat creepy, that it gently drapes a black and melancholy shroud over parties and award ceremonies. These people feel that to look death in the face is to challenge him to a fight you absolutely positively cannot win. But if you zoom out a few thousand feet, what you'll see is that what I'm really doing here with my first book, this podcast, and what will become my next book is simply remembering death. At least what I see as the inescapable death of the current structure of the U.S. craft beer industry. With each interview, my guests and I will slap death straight in the face and challenge him to a duel. So someday, probably sooner than I think, 99% of all U.S. breweries in existence today will die. Most will be bloody and violent affairs, crowds of people getting doused by the overspray. Others will be sweet and inspiring, shaking babies and kissing hands on the way to a better, more balanced life. Um, if we laid all the cards out on the table, we're going to see that so many have already stopped sucking air and exchanging it for CO2. That is just a violent and, and horrible end. So there are literally thousands of zombie breweries roaming aimlessly and clumsily all over the world. Ones that are often rotted and decayed from the inside, but somehow never seem to stop twitching, crawling, and bleeding. But even through their wax-dipped cans and diabetes stouts, the truth that their death is as guaranteed as Stallone doing another Rambo movie. Yes, and their shitty smoothie sours too. But Memento Mori is about facing death to embrace life, to learn to live by accepting that you will die. Once you accept that the game of life is rigged in favor of the worms and fungi, you get to relax a little. You can take a thoughtful break and you can enjoy your life more deep, deeply and with more presence. Breathe in, breathe out, memento more. You know for a fact that you cannot steal eternity, but you can sure shit suck the marrow out of today. And so that's the concept of memento mori that I'm seeking to emulate. Your life and the life of your brewery has an unavoidable ending. Only you can choose to make the story of it happy or sad. The 10,000 craft beer crafters that make up the US craft beer industry have all had a decade, a two decade long run cobbling together the glistening bubble that we all find ourselves trapped inside of. Expansion on the scale we've seen would be unsustainable in literally any other industry. It's been a speeding freight train running right over the hopes, dreams, and financial futures of thousands of somewhat, maybe sort of, innocent people. So just imagine for a second, if every major metropolitan city added five new airports in the next 10 years, That'd be five times the numbers of planes sitting around, five times as much jet fuel being burned, adding heat and carbon dioxide to the atmosphere, five times this hit the number of TSA agents grumpy and pissed off every morning when they have to deal with your bullshit, five times the amount of lost luggage that's got to get driven all over the country to finally make it to wherever you are. You think there'd be enough people to sit in all those seats to fill all those flights? Of course not. Unless maybe the supply-demand curve had brought somehow the prices down to a level where the cost of driving became ridiculous, but I don't see that happening. So what would your commute be like if in the next three years, the number of cars on the road doubled? And then three years later, doubled again. The space between stoplights wouldn't even be long enough. You'd, you'd have lines at gas stations like around the block a couple of times. Like where the fucking parking lots? Think about that. We can't find parking as it is. You've got like 10X the number of cars and you're gonna find somewhere to park. There's not even enough drivers to drive that many cars. So during the, number of, during the time the number of breweries went up 
domestic movie theater screens increased 40%. Admittedly, is one of my favorite comparisons. So what if movie theaters follow that pace? There's an average of 30 seats per screen, which is probably a little low. That would be an increase in seats equal to the population of New York City and Los Angeles and Chicago combined. That's like a couple trillion dollars worth of popcorn being bought by a whole shit ton of people. And somehow all this growth in beer has come without a shred of fiscal responsibility on the part of the leaders in our industry. The publications, the guilds, the associations, the conferences, they all continue to pretend that your biggest worry is the DO pickup in the canning line versus that one. The, in, or comparing the pitch angle on the floor of your mash tun. And of course, don't forget about the uh, dripping catastrophe concerning the consistency of Chinese steel and what you're getting when you order it. I believe if you have a voice in craft beer, then you also have a responsibility to the audience that hears it. If people look to you for guidance, then you have a fiduciary duty to tell them the whole story, even if it sucks, even if it costs you a few bucks, maybe especially. We can't really start the heavy lifting of fixing what's broken if we, as an industry, don't fully accept that it has to die in its current form. 10,000 breweries in a 13 to 15% market share is simply unsustainable by any math you could possibly work. I don't care if you're using a sextant or some Chinese weird slide rule bullshit, it doesn't work. And it's irresponsible for us to tell a person considering opening a brewery or buying a brewery in 2023, anything else. They will not make money. They will lose sleep. And they and their families will experience unfair levels of stress. This is the truth, however horrible it is to hear. So that's become my calling, to reach deep into these stories of failed breweries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and distributors to uncover what we didn't know, what no one has been telling us about what we can and will experience going wrong in our brewery business. Not everyone has the strength to tell the story, so there will be certain truths I'll have to live without. I've asked a great many people a great many times to come on my show, and for many of them, the wreckage is just too traumatic to relive, and I completely get it. It wasn't any easier for me. I would not expect that you would be. Uh, they, some of these people will be easily able to share it, especially when they're close to it or happened recently, and so I, no hard feelings, but we definitely have a situation where we're not going to get the whole story. But the more I interview the leaders and brewers at the failed breweries and struggled breweries, the more that I learn. I've cross-referenced their experience to find similarities that can form new entrants into this industry. I've started to make a list of warning signs that pretend disasters for the existing breweries in the industry. I've compiled a body of knowledge of obstacles that can and can't be overcome. And as I distill those stories and the lessons from my second book, I'll be able to give these breweries a chance to live on and to use their pain and suffering to prevent the pain and suffering of others, which isn't that a high, higher calling? So there's going to be pushback. I've already gotten a lot, especially the first year of the podcast. There's just too many damn people and businesses that profit from the opening and operating of breweries for it to be any other way. One of my goals is to encourage the Brewers Association to develop programming to start correctly, <clears throat> to help start correctly and avoid closing entirely, but also helping breweries to recognize when their model isn't sustainable and finding a responsible strategy for liquidation. I'll be working towards finding a way to get the BA on board with offering a true and honest pathway to profitability. And once I figure out how to present it to them in a way that motivates action, I hope you'll help me because it, it will definitely take more than just my voice. Like Jamie at Industry Magazine Craft Beer and Brewing told me, our business depends on delivering stoke to those who love to brew beer and in the B2B side of our business, helping brewers operate better brewing businesses. And that was in response to me asking him to print the next video blog you're going to see for me talking about um, when I sold my brewery and how hard it was. Um, basically, 
they do not want to accept that this is hard and they don't want to talk about it because quote unquote, people don't want to hear it. But that is not remembering death. That is instead finding a pile of sand deep enough to bury the heads of the operators that you have a responsibility to. And of course your own head. And I am not going to do that. So all of this is to say that I'm also on the hunt for a brewery that is truly and consistently profitable. Not popular, I do not give a fuck about volume or about you burning cash to get attention. If you've opened a second location to much fanfare, but your first location pays 30 grand a month in rent and hasn't ever actually been profitable, don't fucking call me. But if your brewery's profitable, I truly want to share your story. Of course, I'm going to ask you to prove it. I've already gotten financial statements from two breweries that claim to be profitable. And before I tell their stories, I'm, I'm going to plan to verify that the money actually flows out of their business bank account into the bank account of the owners and not ever back in. Retain profit held to pay back debt or fund expansion is not truly profitable in my book. If you take 30K in August and fund a quarter of a million dollar round of investment in February, same thing. So if you have a brewery that made real money for at least three years in a row, I want to talk. You can call me 830-481-7092 or simply send me an email, freeplaykelly at gmail.com. And in this way, my focusing on the death of breweries has led to uncovering strategies for life. Memento Mori. I will be reaching out to every closed beer business I can find. I'm still going to do that. I'm simply just going to be adding the story of real success. At least I hope. So I'm not stopping until I have actionable real-life examples of how to make money and avoid disaster in beer. No way, no how. More to the point, I won't stop until I make sure you know how not to start a damn brewery.